I find it so hard When I know in my heart I'm letting you down every day Letting you down every day Why do I keep on running of the world. You are listening to another episode of Mogul Radio, hosted by none other than the Jessica Lashon of Mogul Academy. Of course, today's show is being brought to you by none other than Mogul Academy, where young people learn the most amazing things about life and business. From some of the most successful people and entrepreneurs in the world. Support us by visiting our website at mogulacademy.org. Our show today focuses on the power of your brand. Many of our listeners are part time entrepreneurs and want to know how they can maximize their profit and expertise. Luckily, Dr. Waller can put us up on some game with a few key tips to negotiate your salary or next promotion by leveraging your personal brand. On a recent blog post, Dr. Waller writes the following. Now, feel free to read it. A link is in the description box. I had to put on my reader's voice. You ready? (laughs) In today's job market, standing out in a crowd is particularly vital to your career. Establishing and enhancing your personal brand will help you develop a reputation for professionalism, integrity, and expertise that will open doors to getting hired, promoted, and negotiating your salary. If you work for a larger corporation and you think that your personal brand is in some way redundant, think again. Due to technology and a growing distrust of corporations, personal brands have become easier to develop nimbler and more trusted than their corporate counterparts. Using your personal brand to further company-related goals is an excellent way to find a new client, establish your reputation, and earn a promotion. Here are some ways that your personal brand can help you earn that promotion or negotiate your salary. Number one, Use your personal brand to find new clients and solidify relationships with existing clients. New clients will be drawn to the company by your personal brand, which is more, well, personal than the corporate brand. Its accessibility will bring in new clients who will have a better impression of the company overall as a result. If client relationships plays any role at all in your position, then having a strong personal brand will improve them. And the loyalty of your clients you already have and a personal relationship with through your brand will increase as you advance to positions of greater responsibility within the company. Hmm. A large network of loyal contacts radically increases your capacity to generate more business and reach even more clients. Number two, having a large loyal network of contacts gives you and the company access to an even larger collective of human resources. The relationships you cultivate through your personal brand will not be limited to clients or customers. If your company needs to find new manufacturing or an independent contractor, you can reach out to your web contacts. That's net. This network is a valuable resource, especially if your new role involves managing external relationships. Number three, another way that your personal brand can be leveraged to negotiate a salary or earn a promotion is by increasing your company's brand impact. If you personally have a network of several thousand followers, then every post from your company that you share through your personal network will expand their reach by over the thousands. You hear me? 
by thousands. That expanded reach comes with an objective monetary value that you can leverage when negotiating your salary. And don't forget, your personal brand can be used to establish a competitive baseline. The potential loss of the resources, contacts, and expertise associated with your personal brand is a very real factor in your value to the company. Though you should not use this point directly when in negotiation with employers as it could be perceived as a threat. Let the strength of your personal brand speak for itself. Employers know that if you decide to leave your current company and migrate to one of the company's competitors, your personal brand will go with you. (sighs) When I read this blog, I was absolutely amazed and astonished because it's so true. (laughs) I know personally I try to remain an independent mogul, but there are times when, you know, money gets a little slow. Let's be honest here. Money gets a little slow, and I need to personally branch out and leverage my skills and my level of expertise to pick up some jobs, temporary jobs, where I can grow my Hmm. Grow my list, (laughs) grow my contacts, uh, as well as my experiences while bringing to the table the things that I do best, which is networking, which is promoting, publicity, writing, designing, creating. I love doing all those things, especially doing educational presentations. I'm really, really good at that. So when the money is slow, because I know not every entrepreneur is able to sustain their business thoroughly without a second stream of income. That's why it's really important to be able to be mindful of your personal brand. Now, when it comes to developing an actual personal brand, there are some things that you need to sit down and ask yourself. Hmm. Number one, what's your superpower? What do you do better than anyone else? Luckily, I found this out when I was probably about eight or nine years old. If you've been following me for a while, you know. <laughs> you know this story already. My mom put me on punishment for breaking her antique uh, lamp or whatever it was. It was super ugly. Like, I'm going to try to find a picture and post it. It was super ugly. <laughs> but I broke her lamp. So she locked me away in my room, and all I had was my notebook from school. Ah. <sighs> As a result of, you know, sleeping for forever, which I do quite well. I sleep very, very well. (laughs) I woke up, and um, I decided to write, and I wrote my first story. (sighs) That was the start of my creative career as a writer. I started writing stories all the time. I started rewriting the church Uh, biblical stories in church and presenting them to the kids, and it was great. So I knew early on what my superpower was. It was writing and telling a story. So when you're thinking about that, you need to think about what you do better than anyone else. I was probably seven or eight years old, and I didn't know anyone that was writing stories. If I would have known what I know now, I probably would have been one of the youngest published authors out there. Writing a book at the age of seven or eight would have totally fit me. Uh, As you know, when I turned nine, I actually started my first publication. So fits me quite well. (laughs) So number two, what are your top values? Now, when it comes to thinking about values, I get a little confused. I always wonder what is a value? What does it really mean to have a value? And 
it's to me it personally means that you have certain things that are important to you things that you hold dear to you and you wouldn't substitute or uh you wouldn't dare let anything conflict with it. Um, a way that people usually get this is by asking them to reflect upon their religion. Um, I I was born and raised a Christian, so my value system of trying to cheat and rob people, uh, my Christianity won't allow me to do that. So if I were trying to get a job at a business that strategically misinformed people uh, for the benefit of getting more money out of them, I would not be successful because my value system and my personal brand as someone that likes to educate and empower people with information will not allow me to do that. So it's important to highlight what is your value system and what principles are you operating on. So when you think about the things that actually hold you together as an individual, the things that make you you, that make you stand out in whatever industry it is that you're in, it's important for you to think about what makes you tick. You hear me snapping my fingers? (laughs) What makes you tick? What are those principles that you have in the back of your mind rotating with that hidden program that that you've been socialized with since childhood. You have to think about it. That's where your values really come from, your environment and your parents, the things that have been instilled within you as a knowledge base to let you know what's right and or wrong, not just in life generally, but for you, what's right and or wrong for you. So, We're talking about things that you need in order to identify your personal brand so that you can leverage it to try to get a higher salary and or a promotion. The Internet has a value that has been added to the workplace, and I'll go into a little bit more discussion later on about the power of LinkedIn with corporations now. But the Internet offers an opportunity for individuals to build a portfolio of who they are, what they represent, and their talents and their skill sets, as well as their network. And now that comes attached. There's a digital footprint attached to all of us. So when you go and you work for a different corporation, if you have an outstanding personal brand, that comes with you to a corporation and or an organization. And you can use that to leverage a higher salary. So we're pinpointing the things that you need to think about in order to carve up an awesome <laughs> an awesome personal brand. So number three, what do people frequently compliment you on or praise you for? I'm speaking personally for myself with my personal brand because it took me a while to understand that I actually had a personal brand. I've never really considered myself as a brand, but when you think about me and all that I do, it's Jessica LaShawn, right? And it's always educator, media. (laughs) That's pretty much it. I'm either working with adults or their parents, teens, uh, the seniors, community, activists programs, things like that, and it's always under the umbrella of Jessica LaShawn, and my brand represents educating and empowering through information. That's every single day that is my goal 
I don't I don't have to say it every day. And to be honest, I just outlined that when I was thinking about the concept and the root of this show. I've been living my life without a clear understanding of what my brand is until today. And I realized today that my brand is to educate and empower through information. So the things that people always remind me or inform me of that they see that I do the best and they compliment me on is my storytelling, my ability to be honest and raw. I like to talk. I love to listen. But when I do talk, I try to make sure that I identify who I'm speaking with and let them know that automatically I see the good in you, right? So I'm going to empower you with the knowledge of the good I see in you. I also may be able to see a few struggles that you have. You know, let's say, for, for example, the, the crackhead that came up to me earlier today uh, as a drive through Clearly I can see that you struggle with some type of drug addiction. Now, it's clear, right? So I don't need to roll down my window and say, what you want, crackhead? Hmm? What you want? No, she's going to ask me for a dollar. That's horrible, right? I see it, I process it, and I immediately notice something beautiful about her, right? I rolled down the window, and she was like, I hate to do this, but can I have some money so I can get me something to eat? You know what? You ain't even got to give me the money because I'm for real hungry, and I'll go wait at the end of the line if you promise me you'll buy me something you just hand it to me. And I said, you have the most beautiful voice. When I tell you that woman looked at me all crazy, and she looked at me and was like, what? And I said, yeah, I'll buy you something to eat. I was like, you know what, here, I got a few dollars, and I gave it to her. And she was like, what on earth? That's never happened. How many times have you complimented a crackhead, huh? Well, I'm, I feel really bad by calling her a crackhead, but I just want you to understand. When I say crackhead, that lets you know automatically how she looks. Like, just close your eyes. Let's, let's take a moment, all right, guys? Close your eyes. When was the last time you saw a crackhead? Hmm? And you felt in your spirit deep down, that's a crackhead, right? That's how she looks, all right? So for me to compliment her, took her to another place, right? I saw a glow upon her that shined brighter than her struggle, right? So that's a part of my brand. That's a part of my ministry. That's a part of who I am because we all have scars and things that have worn us down and wrong decisions. They might not be able to show as clear as some, but they're there, right? So identifying the things that people say I do well, it's that. I go out of my way to compliment people. And, you know, the one thing that um, someone brought to my attention recently, I knew that this was something that I always did on purpose, but they brought it up in a way to let me know that it annoyed them. Uh, for those of you that just know my voice, <laughs> I am a black woman, right? Five foot seven, 200-pound black woman, and I'm extremely dark-skinned, right? Whenever I see a dark-skinned black girl, young black girl, I make sure I give her a compliment. This is so important to me. It's so important to me because if I would have gotten more compliments when I was younger, if more people would have pointed out 
what makes me beautiful or what makes me stand out in a positive way as opposed to, damn, you black as hell, girl. Or, ooh, that hell nappy, girl. You ain't never going to get no husband with no hair like that, girl. I do. Ooh, I pray for you. Mm. You know, I would have been able to develop some positive self-esteem or some, some a positive self-image. That's what I'm trying to say. A positive self-image earlier. Right? It took me having a mentor, and a uh, big shout-out to Dr. Rosemary Childers. Uh, she was the vice principal at my elementary school and one of my mom's closest friends. It took me having a mentor at the age of 11 or 12 to sit me down and say, oh, Jessica, you're beautiful. Like, seriously. Do you see how your skin shines? Do, do you see those beautiful almond eyes? Do you see those teeth, Jessica? You are beautiful. I started looking in the mirror. That was my homework assignment. I had to look in the mirror and constantly find something good about myself, right, until I realized I'm good. I'm beautiful. I still struggle with this sometimes, you know, but we all have those uh, moments of weakness, right? But the the point is to get back to who you are. Now, how you can do this with your personal brand Look at who you are every single day and look for something good. Look for something that stands out. Look for what people compliment you on so that you know what you're good at and what people see in you and see as a a result of versus your values. Not versus, but as a result of your values. So number four, what is your manager, colleagues, friends, and clients come to you for? Everybody and their mama come to me to help me cultivate ideas for them. Hmm? Cultivate ideas and walk them through how to present them. I cannot tell you how many companies I've helped to name. I can't. Like, I really should be rich. I really, really should be rich. Like, the. If I look back, I'm disappointed because I've helped so many people come up with the fundamental concepts that have allowed them to become millionaires, multimillionaires, seriously. And do you think they give the Mogul Academy? No, they don't. No, no. I know a whole heap of millionaires. I know a whole heap of people that I grew up with that are making money. Now, it's the difference between making money and making money, money, uh, that's six, seven figures, Right? Um, for those of you that don't understand six, seven figures, that's one, two, three commas and four commas mm? before the period, huh? Mm. Let me let that marinate before the period, right? Okay. So <clears throat> think about what people come to you for. That's pretty much what people come to me for. Jessica, what should I say in this tweet? Jessica, uh, how can I make my company sound cool? Jessica, help me write a book. Now, that's the one thing I will not do. You want to get your feelings hurt from me? Ask me to write your book for you. There's only one person whose book that I would write, and I would love to write it just because he's super secretive and don't nobody know nothing about him. And I'm not going to tell you his name either. But there's only one person on earth whose book I would literally sit down and write. Do you know how hard it is for me to finish my own books? Huh? It's hard. Because at my core, I'm lazy. But every day, I pray that the good almighty creator continues to work on me so that I won't <laughs> be lazy. I'm getting some of you guys' tweets and everything. All right. So let's, let's finish this list. 
All right, number five. What adjectives? Why can't I read? What adjectives do people consistently use to describe you? Perhaps when they're introducing you to others. Hmm. People usually say this is Jessica Lashawn. She's a blogger extraordinaire. And you know that's really funny because I really don't blog that much. I I have a blog. I recently transitioned my blog into. a lead catch page um, for people that are interested in obtaining my services for advice because I told you a few minutes ago I need to monetize the fact that people ask me how to start their businesses, how to create a name, how to have concepts, how to communicate to their boyfriend that they have an STD. Yeah, that was my most recent uh, booking. She wants to know how she let him know. And the funny thing was with walking through what she wanted to let him know, I was like, do you know this is curable? I mean, you can you can just ignore all of this and like just take the pills and just hold out. Tell him that you're doing a a sixty day fast and hold out and not give him none, and uh, it'll be cleared up. And you ain't even got to tell him nothing. Just don't cheat no more. And she was like, <gasps> the fact that you didn't think about that. But anyway, <clears throat> let's stay on track. So, <laughs> what people? really uh, ask you to do. So when it comes to my blog, people introduce me as a blogger. And I don't even blog that much. I probably post about six times a year. I'm giving myself that, right, six times a year. And I get over a million hits a year. I know people that post every single day and they barely get a 1,000 hits a day. They barely get a 1,000 hits a year, right? But I can garner a million hits off the bat. Just like right now, this radio show I just started up. I'm getting like 1,500 listens a day. Like that—that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's absolutely insane. Who are you people listening to me? Why don't you say hi to me on Twitter? Huh? Why? Just why? All right. So, what's the next one? Number six. How do you do what you do? I just do it. Like, I think people like hearing me use my personality and sharing it and my ideas and my concepts and my thoughts, and they, like, listen. And I have no clue why, but they do. So I just have to do it. Now, staying motivated and staying on task with ensuring things like the radio show is done, ensuring things like speaking engagements are booked, uh, curriculums are developed, books are released, blogs are posted, Facebook videos are posted. I don't really do as much as I should because I had this conversation with my friend Ramon um, recently. Uh, Check out Ramon Griffin. Google him. He's a phenomenal speaker, educator, activist, all that kind of stuff. We had this conversation uh, probably about a week and a half ago about why I'm not as successful as I should be. And it's because I've been afraid of success. I've been afraid of what happens if I actually focus and I do what I need to do and utilize my talents properly and consistently and to the best of my capabilities. That terrifies me, okay? It terrifies me because look where I am and I really, I'm, pardon my language, but I don't do shit. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look. <laughs> Look where I am, and I really don't do anything, right? 
So what would actually happen if I utilize my talents and my skills properly? Hmm? What would happen? Huh? We're about to see. Because I promised Ramon, I promised myself, and I promised my ancestors and my future family and my creator. See how I got this list? <laughs> Wait, compared to everybody else, I just promised Ramon because he was there. <laughs> we had this we had this connection about this uh this concept and this whole promise, right? Because I'm going to give my all, so we're going to see where it goes. Uh, I plan on breaking a whole bunch of glass ceilings that I created myself, right? So this is all a part. This all has to come back to personal branding. When you're thinking about your brand, you have to be consistent. Shout out to my girl, Lovey, right? Lovey Ajaye consistency she shows you where you can go if you just stick to it i mean be like nike just do it every time you want to go to sleep every time you're like ah it's not important ain't nobody gonna read it no way just do it it takes more effort to not do and work on your calling and what you're called to do than it does to do it if I can go back in time and tell myself, hey, you little lazy wench, do you know the possibilities that are up the road if you would just stop being lazy? Like, for real, you don't even need to sleep like that. Like, why do you have to sleep 12 hours a day, you old lazy thing? Get up and do something, right? <sighs> but that's what time is for, and that's what learning your lesson is for, right? So let's finish this list. <clears throat> Last one. What energizes or ignites you? What are what are your true passions? So my true passion is educating teens. I'll go back to the of everything. So I was nine years old, I started a blog, I started interviewing literally um politicians, community activists and celebrities. At the age of nine, I started my newsletter slash publication. I went to the library to type up my newsletter, and my dad gave me quarters so I can print it off, and I'd go door-to-door selling my newsletter at the age of nine. I was an entrepreneur. Where the hell did this idea and or concept come from? I have no clue. But my wonderful grandfather, who I call my father because I was raised by my grandparents, he supported me. He was like, you can. I'm proud of you. Like you, you sat there and you interviewed. <laughs> like you sat there and you. I'm trying to remember if I interviewed Harold Washington. I remember sitting down and talking to him, and him picking me up, and like putting me like on his shoulder or something. And my mom sitting there like, oh my god, this is happening. I was like, I don't know who this man is. I was, I remember asking him, why does everybody love you? <laughs> Like, oh, like I've done some great things, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I've always been inquisitive. I'm nosy as hell. I get that from my grandmother. So, uh, using that as one of the fundamental legs that holds up my reputation and what I do and my skill set and my talents, that's definitely important to my brand. And. I've always had the tenacity, it's just I've lacked the consistency, right? So when you're developing your personal brand, you have to think about the power and the impact you'll have by being consistent. You also have to think about the different characteristics that you have personally that may hinder your brand, right? So if you're like, mm, this is a good example, mm, thank you for sharing it mm, with me, spirit, all right. 
If you have a brand like Donald Trump, right? Yes, I'm bringing up Donald Trump because whether you know it or not, he is. He is somebody you should research and study. When I tell you this man plays checkers and chess at the same time, huh? At the same time. We need to follow his playbook. Take notes, ladies and gentlemen. Take notes. This man is telling you how to run game, right? Think about his platform, his personal brand, and how he's holding the most coveted office or position in the world, and he's able to play the media, play social media, and his online presence and community to a T to get people to do what he wants them to do. Huh? Have y'all thought about that? This man can start a war with a tweet. He, he can cultivate a group of people and prompt them to go walk down the street with ugly little tiki cups <laughs> because they want to show uh, their point of view or perspective to the world without being hidden like they traditionally are. It's it's a whole new world. Uh, and Donald Trump uh, is a great example of that and the power and impact and flu- influence your personal brand can have to a company. In this case, the company is the United States of America. That's the employer. To be real honest, we're all employees of the United States of America. That's what your Social Security number is. I'm not even going to get into that because that's a whole nother lesson, a history lesson. Just Google what the point of a Social Security number is, all right? All right, so when it comes to building your personal brand, these are the things that you have to think about. Now, I also have a list of questions that I was going to ask our guest today, but unfortunately she hasn't uh, been able to join us as of yet. So this is what I want you to know about her and her Ability to build an amazing brand. Her name is Dr. Waller. She's a personal branding consultant, international speaker, and an academic researcher. She's been featured on Recruiter, Slate, Essence, Fast Company, The Huffington Post, USA Today, Business Insider, and a heck of a lot more. <laughs> she is on LinkedIn. Feel free to visit her LinkedIn page, Dr. Talia Waller, T-A-L-A-Y-A. She started her own company. She's based out of Washington, D.C. She is a graduate of Harvard University Kennedy School of Government. Her uh, background stems from working some very prestigious jobs. She started her own company in 2014 because she knew that she had a knack for personal branding. She is the former management and program analysis for the Office of the Chief Financial Officer for the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. She is a former agricultural marketing specialist for the USDA, also a community planning and development specialist for the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. I just love her her whole bio and her whole background. It's extremely inspirational. She's a family-oriented person, and uh, she has an extensive and wonderful network. So if you're interested in finding more out about her, 
her bio is linked below. Now, once again, today's show is all about leveraging your personal brand in order to gain a salary or a bonus or a promotion. So currently, I am trying to think of ways in which I can use my personal brand and bring it to the forefront of a company that might be able to use it as a catalyst to expand um, their network or their reach. I do have a great reach. One of the things that I am interested in finding out is how can you use your reach and or your online community slash presence as a incentive for companies to hire you. Now, when you do that, does that mean that they expect your community to engage automatically? Because if so, that means you need to make sure that the companies you're attempting to align yourself with are on the same premise as yours. They're on the same alignment, same uh, structure, same trajectory as your personal brand, right? So personally, I don't think cross-branding is acceptable in this case. So if you go to my social media platforms, you see that I focus on educating teens and uh, impoverished communities. If I go to a jewelry uh, store and ask for a job, I really don't think that that's a good fit because that's not really the demographic that I'm passionate about and want to reach specifically, right? So it's all about identifying who you want to reach specifically and what companies allow you to be in the room with those that you wouldn't necessarily have access to without, right? So if you want to be in a room with the decision makers of government, how can you do that and utilize your personal brand as a way to build both, right? So it's about figuring out who you are, what you want to do, and how you can align that with the company, how you can bring your personal brand and your community and your engagement and your influence and your expertise to a company to help catapult them to a, a higher trajectory or, or purpose or focus, right? So I'm going to give an example. Mm, here we go. Put this out in the universe, right? So my desire is to be on, um, oh, I forgot. <sighs> it's called a board of something. There, There is a formal, um, there's formal wording for what I'm about to say, but I want to be one of the, the decision makers for the Department of Education. Why is this important for me? Because I want to be a part of the decision-making team that helps to implement the curriculum um, the funding and things like that and the necessary components to equate sufficiency within the education system. Just just nationwide, I want to be one of those decision makers and uh, as a result a change maker within the education process. That's one of my all-time goals. Um, so how can I make sure that my personal brand will align me with that direct uh, incentive? That That's an incentive for me, right? A goal is an incentive for me. <laughs> that's, that's the strange thing. Um, how can I make sure that I align that 
with what I want to do personally. So when you're thinking about your personal brand and ways to pitch partnerships, that's technically what this is, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Your desire is to be and remain an entrepreneur. You can do so. You can pitch your talents, your skills, and your expertise as a partner partnership uh, slash deal or a temporary deal or a contract deal uh, with corporations, entities, businesses, and things like that so that you can bring what you have to the table. But make sure it's aligned with, again, let's go back to the, the start of the conversation, with your values, right? Now, LinkedIn recently did, a, I want to say, a class slash webinar about the power of influence within your company. LinkedIn is encouraging companies to ensure that their employees are signed up for LinkedIn and they attempt to get their whole network drawn in, right? Now, the reason why this is important is because people look for reasons to trust a company. If you, if I'm looking for a company that, um, like, I need to get my car repainted, right? I'm being real honest. I need to get my car repainted. And I'm on LinkedIn and I'm looking for companies that or businesses that repaint cars in my community. If I'm scrolling through and I see Tyrone works for Red G Car Painting Services, I'm like, oh, I grew up with Tyrone. I'm going there because it brings familiarity from a company. It makes it more than just a company. It makes it more personal. You understand? It makes it uh, more real. Um, It gives you a reason to engage and or support and or buy or purchase something from this company. It makes the company less of a company and more more intimate. That's pretty much it. it. We have to realize that that's the shift in the Internet. The Internet has made the world so small that it brings everyone together, and how we know each other is through knowing each other, right? So how we support and buy is by knowing and buying from the same entities that others have, right? So we're living in a world where it's no longer about what you know but familiarity, right? So if you want to be successful, your brand needs to be familiar, The things that you want to do need to be familiar. The people you hang out with need to be familiar. The events you go to need to be familiar. Your personal brand is now who you are. It is a digital footprint, just like your social security number, just like your name. Your personal brand, everyone has a personal brand. My grandmother has a personal brand. Her personal brand is a community activist. It is all about you being who you are and what you represent. That's your personal brand. What are you known for? That's your personal brand. So today, think about those things. Now, uh, just in case you were like, Jessica, you were talking too much in between, let me read the questions to you one more time, all right, or as my students say, one more again. Number one, what's your superpower? What do you do better than anyone else? Number two, what are your top values? Your operating principles, what are they? Number three, what do people frequently compliment you on or praise you for? Number four, what is it that your manager, colleagues, friends, and clients come to you for? Number five, what 
adjectives do people consistently use to describe you, perhaps when they're introducing you to others? Number six, how do you do what you do? What makes the way you achieve results interesting and or unique? Number seven, what energizes or ignites you? What are your true passions? Of course, personal branding is a lot more than just being yourself, but without a solid foundation of authenticity, building your brand will be a truly challenging endeavor. And a less than fruitful one. Authenticity is as essentially an ingredient to personal branding as eggs are to omelets. So if you would like to find out more about how to build your personal brand, feel free to reach out to Dr. Waller. She can assist you. Feel free to go to her website. I'm pulling it up now because I do not remember it by heart. And, of course, the moment you need something, it disappears, huh? Hmm? Isn't that the way the universe works? (sighs) Anything that can and will go wrong, will go wrong, I I forgot. (laughs) It's some kind of law. It's it's an unfriendly law. But her website is, of course, (laughs) it's not coming up. Personal branding, Waller. Ooh, she got jobs. <laughs> she got jobs listed. You know you make it when your business has jobs. <laughs> All right, www.talayawaller.com. Let me see what kind of jobs she got. You know, I need it. I can always have a few more hustles, huh? Mm-hmm. You never go wrong with multiple hustles. The goal for all of us is to have more than seven streams of income. My my mentor was breaking down his seven streams of income, and uh, I was like, you got more than seven streams. He's like, how are you counting my money? And I was like, because you, you do. You have more than seven streams. He's sitting there thinking, and he was like, I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that, I got this, 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 this. Wait a minute, Jesus. He had to sit back. Like, he had to go reach for pen and paper. This man does so much, he had to reach for pen and paper. He was like, did 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 And I was like, and don't forget. Now you're trying to buy this company and this and this. And he was like, what in nation? He was like, God. <laughs> he didn't say it like that, but he had more of a little accent to it. He's like, God. <laughs> and he realized that he had 17 streams of income. Then he was like, now I'm going to tell you when you know you blessed. When you ain't got to check your bank account. Now he checks it. He has his account. Now his brother is his accountant, right? He checks it. He checks his bank account. <laughs> Don't think now. Oprah told us make sure that you sign every check so you know where your money is going. Right? He ain't that slow. But when when you ain't got to worry about how much is in your bank account when you going out buying coffee at Starbucks, because you know Starbucks can rack up, right? Uh, shout out. Please go buy Starbucks. Buy Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. Buy all the coffee you need just from those two, though. Don't go nowhere else. You want to know why? Because I got stock in both of them. So I need y'all to help support my stock, right? I need y'all to spend that money where I'm a part owner. So go buy Dunkin' Donuts and go buy Starbucks and some good stuff. You know, we appreciate you, all the shareholders. We we appreciate your dedication and your addiction, all right? Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. So I am Jessica LaShawn, founder of Mogul Academy, proud founder. Woo-woo. 
If you would like to find out more about the phenomenal Mogul Academy program, feel free to reach us at www.mogulacademy.org. We appreciate you for listening to this wonderful broadcast. Hopefully you grew as much as I did. Hopefully we both blessed each other with knowledge. I don't know how you can bless me and I can't hear you, but mentally I felt your presence. I felt that positivity coming through the universe on over here. It makes me happy and warm and I'm jiggling in one place with joy in my heart, right? All right. So I'm Jessica LaShawn. Man, this has been a very good show. All right, I love y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all stay happy and joyous. Let's peace out. Why do I keep on running away? 